Today, you'll hear an episode that was originally released exclusively to our Patreon subscribers during Season 2 of Council for Life. Any promotions or giveaways mentioned in the episode were reserved for our subscribers at the time of the original release. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a subscriber, keep listening at the end of this episode for information about how to join us. This is Council for Life, a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life with licensed biblical counselors Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. Welcome back, subscribers, to Council for Life. I'm Eliza. And I'm Beth. We want to bring things that are super valuable and practical, and we also want to bring things that you want to hear about. So this episode is actually a special request from one of you who asked us to talk about the subject of OCD. And so that's what we're going to do. I want to, before we get started, though, I do want to just kind of give a little bit of a disclaimer. While Beth and I are trained in many areas with counseling, there are certain areas that you, it helps to have specified training. And OCD is one of those, that it does help to kind of go into that with a little bit more um, training and specific, like, emphasis of your uh, of your training on that. And that isn't something that Beth and I have. However, as counselors who have been counseling for a long time and licensed counselors, we do have experience with this. And so just a little disclaimer before we get started that we are not trained specifically in any any certain modality that deals directly with OCD, but we're going to talk today about some things that you can practically do, some things that we do with people as well. But before we get started, I think it would be helpful just to have a, maybe even just a clinical, because it is a clinical diagnosis, to have a clinical definition of OCD. So Beth, I'm going to ask you to kind of share with us one. I know you kind of were looking something up from the, I think it was the DSM-5 or from Psychology Today or something. Well, like that. it's American Psychiatric Association, which right. is the organization that puts out the the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. So yes, I, um, it's really funny because you know, you, you hear OCD thrown around a lot. I think, um, people will say, Oh, I'm, you know, it's my OCD or I'm having an OCD moment. But to be fair, OCD is a clinical diagnosis, like Eliza said. So, um, it's, it really does. It has specific requirements in order to meet the criteria for OCD. But generally speaking, I'm just going to read this definition from the APA's website. It says this obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD is a disorder in which people have recurring unwanted thoughts, ideas, or sensations. To get rid of the thoughts, they feel driven to do something repetitively, which are compulsions. The repetitive behaviors such as hand-washing or cleaning, checking on things, and mental acts like counting or other activities, these can significantly interfere with a person's daily activities and social interactions. So you can have distressing thoughts or repetitive behaviors without having a clinical diagnosis of OCD or even meeting all the requirements for a clinical diagnosis of OCD. But um, the difference is that you know, you have these thoughts or you have these compulsions, repetitive behaviors, but they're not interfering with your day-to-day life every day. This is not something that has become really a part of your lifestyle necessarily, but you can still have it without having something that's very life disrupting, which is what OCD 
create. So is that helpful, Eliza? Just a little bit of a Yeah, I think it's good just to kind of have it out there. Like that's what it's described as. And again, these definitions are descriptions. They're not necessarily like um they're that that it all has to fit in that little nice you know, right. definition. They're just a description. And so with that description, I want to just take some time and we want to move into like, what do you do then when you have those moments? You may not have those moments in the same way that Beth just described, where it feels like a disorder or it feels like it's all encompassing, but you might have some things that you begin to see like this, this is somewhat of a compulsion, or this is somewhat of an obsessive thought, or I'm ruminating even just continuing to circle and spin those thoughts a little bit. So what do you do in those moments when thoughts are intrusive? And we want to look at this two ways. We want to look at what we do just naturally, because everybody has things that we do. And and that doesn't mean you have, quote unquote, OCD, if you have some of these like natural um inclinations to do certain things, but we do want to look at what you do naturally when thoughts are intrusive. Cause that's really the way we want to kind of, uh, approach this today, because that just kind of levels the playing field. Mm-hmm. We all have thoughts that are intrusive. So naturally some of the things that we do, um, one thing that comes to my mind, and then I'll just, Beth, if you have others as well, um, specifically when we think of it negatively, I'm, I'm thinking naturally we kind of go certain places that maybe we wish we didn't go. So one of the ways that we can kind of turn is we can go to like worst case scenarios and kind of catastrophize the whole situation as it is going to be the worst that it could possibly be. And that ends up you know, causing us to spiral in our Mm. thoughts down and uh, into more negative thinking and more intrusive thoughts. So that's one thing that I think all of us can do naturally, maybe to different degrees, but we all have had, I know I have times where I've allowed a thought to just go to a place where it's like, I have a whole story written Mm. in my mind and none of it's good. You know, I've, I, my, I remember when my kids were just learning to drive and I mean, they were just basically going to a parking lot with their dad to, to practice driving. And I had a whole scenario in my mind of all the what ifs that could happen between our house and the parking lot. Um, So catastrophizing can be one way. Anything you think that we naturally, that sometimes it's just a negative or unhelpful way to, to with our negative thoughts. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to say that when we have thoughts like this, we have to do something with them. Like, you know, that's part of what's difficult about them is that if they can't just sit in our minds, there's anxiety that's coupled with this thought that we're having. And so then that produces this need to find some way to cope with this or fix it, right? So um, really part of the development of OCD is creating a system Mm -hmm. for how to cope with this negative distressing thought that keeps happening the coping system then becomes things like the hand washing or checking the locks in your house at night or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, Those routines to tr- we create. Like, yeah, routines. to try to stave off. But coping is coping, right? Like even if you don't create a repetitive thing that you're doing um, in order to, to like help deal with it, um, you, there's all kinds of coping that we do. We sort of set up a system, yeah. you know, so even people that are kind of chronic worriers, that's part of their system or right. like to like. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to keep trying to figure this out. And there, and that's the thing that's keeping them feeling like I can do something with this feeling. I'm not left helpless by it. Um, and again, I, I do want to say that, you know, with, with, with a lot of things, there's a, there's a really kind of an aut- automatic response 
to the the painful, distressing, intrusive thought. So I'm not saying like we sit around and go, what can I think up of a strategy that would help me with this? It's just, I've got to try something and this is, this is what I'm going to try. And if it works, <laughs> we're going to keep doing it, right? Like the kind of coping. Yeah. yeah, which sometimes it does because mm-hmm. what we're looking for is the alleviation of the pain or discomfort that whatever that situation, that thought, that scenario is bringing to our lives, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And it can lead us to all kinds of places that we um, don't necessarily want to be or, or even like that go outside of what our values are. Yeah. Um, even biblically. And so that's, that's where, you know, we think about what does it look like for us to walk in obedience to the Lord when we have these kinds of dis- distressing moments and intrusive thoughts that begin to spin. Um, man, we're just, we, we feel a compulsion to get it under control or to fix the thing that's happening. Yeah. And <clears throat> it can lead us into some really dangerous and, and even potentially foolish paths, you know? So, yeah, especially as, you know, one other thing that we do is we can um, just naturally spin and rehearse something over and over again to where um, sort of like I was saying, just with making it the worst case scenario, but even if you're not going to the furthest degree of where this could lead, just re- um, thinking about again and again, re-saying in your mind that thought or mm-hmm. that situation, you know, you don't even have to take it to a further degree, but you just stay with it and spin it constantly. And yeah, those are natural ways that we can sometimes deal with these thoughts, what we do in the moment when thoughts are intrusive. But I also want to talk about what are some then intentional ways. So thinking more, because this is what we want to be very practical and helpful for our listeners, for our subscribers, like what can we do then that has more intention to them? That is more positive ways, more helpful, I guess I should say helpful ways to deal with intrusive thoughts. And um, I do think one thing that is important is that we stay present in the moment. Because as I mentioned, you know, what can happen with our our thoughts as they take us somewhere completely different than where we are right now. So be present in the moment and certainly doing some things that cause a certain amount of mindfulness, whether that's breathing or a uh, change of scenery or just um, moving your body, just doing some things that physically help you be more present in the moment so that you're not lost in the thought mm-hmm. can be uh, one intentional thing that you can do. Um, I do, I do think there's lots of other ways that we can think about like, okay, here's a thought. And it's an, one thing that I would say is to acknowledge it. Like Mm -hmm. this is an intrusive thought. And if we can actually start to label them for what they are, or this is an unhelpful thought, or this is an unwanted thought, if we can begin to label that, then we begin to challenge it. But if we don't actually label it as this is unwanted, this is intrusive, this is unhelpful, then we're actually following it still. Mm -hmm. So any other thoughts on what are some intentional ways? And then I know we actually have a little surprise for our (laughs) listeners too, that you're going to share. Well, yes, I, I, all of that is so good and so helpful. I think there's, you know, bringing ourselves back to a present moment because intrusive thoughts so often involved a predictive nature, like something bad is coming that I need to prevent. Um, and so, so I think, uh, I, I think it's important that we consider what keeps us from being able to just notice. I mean, you talked about a mindfulness of like, I can see that this is what this is. It's unwanted. It's, 
you know, maybe I, I can sort of see that this is probably not actually true or like the percentage of what whether or not this will actually happen, you know, like for you, what's the to be able to go, I wonder what the percentage is of my kids having a wreck on the way to that parking lot in, with their dad. It's like, we just don't do that in the moment, right? Like we're not necessarily thinking that way. But what we can do is to is to be more open to what is actually happening without jumping so quickly to shame and judgment. Mm. So this idea of like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm thinking that again, or I'm so mad at myself. What is wrong with something's wrong with me, <laughs> right? Like, but to be able to go, okay, this is an intrusive thought. I know what this is. And I, and I, I, I'm not helpless against it. It doesn't have control over me, um, even though it feels like it does in the moment. So it's being able to, to try to even zoom out a little bit, take steps yeah. backwards. And again, that's really hard to do in the moment, which is why we advocate for you know, taking deep breaths, texting a friend to ask for prayer, you know, refocusing, shifting your focus back to the present moment. Um, and, and, and then to be able to give yourself the grace to go, okay, even if I can't think about this right now, like I, I, I can't really process what's happening. I will make time later to yeah. sit down. Um, if we're believers, like sit down with the Lord and process mm -hmm. What, what is actually, what is this intrusive thought? Where is it yeah. leading me? What's the path it's putting me on that's actually not life-giving at right. all? Um, yeah. And that's, I, I do want to bring up before we um, go any further, I do want to bring up a past episode that we had with Esther Smith. And I don't remember, was it 58? Is that the number it was? I, I believe 58, yeah. Last, and she, yeah. Yeah, she talked about how to, you know, handle, um this, this kind of thinking un, unhelpful or intrusive thoughts and how we can, how we can better train our thinking because she wrote the book, a still and quiet mind. And just even thinking back to that, she, she does talk about like bringing awareness, um, not just to the thought, but to God. Mm -hmm. And even just in that moment, if you, if, if it's hard for you to think about, okay, what scripture do I need or whatever, because those thoughts, when they're so intrusive, they're so loud to begin to turn your thoughts towards God and just in imagination, because whether, whether you believe it or not, you're imagining these thoughts, you know, mm -hmm. so turning those, turning your imagination towards God and for you to be able to see him as with you in that and experience his presence. And that just reminder that he, that he calls us to be still and know that he is God. And so um, I think those are helpful ways that we can just like, it, it's not just about not thinking about it or, or being mindful, but to bring the Lord into this process is also very needed as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think so my, my clients who struggle with these sorts of things, which is really most people, you know, working with trauma survivors, you know, that's something very common is intrusive mm -hmm. thoughts, not necessarily leading to repetitive behavior, but definitely intrusive yeah. thoughts are very, very common. And so when you, uh, when you do hard work, which it is hard work to try to push those down, the, the intrusive thoughts or distract yourself, it's hard work to distract yourself and think about something else or to shove those thoughts down, All, whatever the work is that you're doing, um, it might not actually be producing good. No, It might yeah. be something that's just pushing pause right mm -hmm. on the on the struggle so and true. so we we don't want to push pause we want to run it all the way through we want it to we want it to actually lead us towards the lord and towards health and thriving and growth and so how do we do that and so one of the things that i that i do with clients is i have a 
uh, worksheet. It's a two-page worksheet that actually our subscribers are all going to get for free. So you Yay. can look for that in your, in your Patreon. That's your um, surprise. Yeah, that's your surprise. You get to, you'll get to have this worksheet. It's a two page worksheet and it has, it has an opportunity for you to spend time thinking about and writing down uh, specific aspects of the intrusive thought. And so um, often with intrusive thoughts, we don't have necessarily in the moment a sense of like, what was actually happening circumstantially for me that led me to start thinking about this and in, this intrusive thought, right? So, um, and so we start with that, what was happening? So you just set aside some time to like sit down and actually think it through, like stop pausing and actually let it think through what was happening. So for example, you know, if I, I have clients who, who struggle with like, I just feel like I'm just afraid that my, my loved one is going to die. And I just think about it all the time. But it's like, well, you don't think about it all the time. What are, what, what sort of triggers that thought? Mm -hmm. And often it's somebody, you know, like I, I looked at social media or I watched the news or I, you know, I heard sirens outside the window, you know, like things like that, that, so it's good to just kind of go, what, what kind of thing actually brought, brought that forward in my mind? So I'm writing that down. Then I'm writing that down. What was I actually thinking? So it's, it is a, it's a sense of like, this, okay, so if we use this example of I heard sirens outside and I thought, oh, that's my loved one. My loved one has died. Um, to be able to say that's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. I hear the sirens and I think something is bad in my family. That's because something happened in my family or my loved one. And then you want to think about your feelings. So I think it, the easiest one is to say I felt anxiety. That's the most common word, but there's a lot of other words that yes. might describe what you're experiencing. It's just helpful to kind of, I actually, um, you know, there's things like feeling wheels and stuff like yeah. that, that you, but you can also Google the word anxiety and like say synonyms for anxiety. Yeah. I have clients do that so they can be like, oh, dread, dread is the right word or like, oh, terror, terror is the right word. So being able to just write down those words, this is what I was feeling. Yeah. And then what sensations were, what were I, was I having in my body? What did I notice that my shoulders went up or that I, my heart started beating faster. My eyes got wide. I, I tensed up, my back got straight, whatever it is, you're writing that down. Um, and the reason that we do that again is just growing in self-awareness right. of what was actually happening. I describe it for clients as like, you have tunnel vision when you're having intrusive thoughts. What we want to get is peripheral vision. We want to widen the scope of what's actually going on for you. Um, so we do all of that. And then there's a section to write down, what were you predicting? And this I think is really helpful because um, this idea of what what was happening, I hear the sirens and I think my loved one is in trouble. The prediction is my loved one is going to die and I'm going to be alone. Mm -hmm. Like there's then, something existential, yeah. right? Like I'm, I'm going to be alone. I'm right. going to be in great pain. Then you see what's really behind yeah. those thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last thing that's on the worksheet is just how did you cope with it? Because we're all coping in some way or another. It's helpful to just realize how I'm coping so that I can help decide, is that a helpful way to cope or should yeah. I try to do something different next time, you know? Um, and, and so just being able to kind of pull that apart. And again, when you're in the moment, it's very difficult to do this kind of thought work, but it's good to set aside time to do it. And even to tell yourself, okay, I don't have to think about this right now. 
I'm going to like lay it before the Lord. And again, maybe even like use your imagination to bring it in front of the Lord and hand it to him and say, please hold this Lord. I got to, I got to be at work today, or I got to do this or that. And, and so I know I need to think about this, but I want to do it later when I'm not so worked up and I'm in a state of calm and I can actually think it through and pray it through. And then with my clients, they bring that back to session with me and we talk it through. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And so if you're, if you are somebody who's struggling with this, this can be something that you can do with a trusted friend or, Mm -hmm. you know, in your journal, but if you're a helper, this is a worksheet that you want to keep on hand and be able to pull out a copy of it to either send home with somebody or actually just do right there in, if you are a counselor right there in the counseling room, just walk them through it. Just like Beth just did and re-listen to this podcast episode if you need to, before you use it, just to kind of hear those little prompts that you can, you know, think through, how do I actually use this resource in the counseling room, or how do I use this? If you're doing it for yourself, you just basically had a mini counseling session. So how do you use this for yourself? And that's really what we want these episodes to be for you guys is, is that real practical, like this is stuff we use in the counseling room Mm -hmm. and we use it not just because we want to give a homework assignment, but because what Beth said, it, it causes us to slow down and to really understand what's going on behind these intrusive thoughts. And then it also leads us to the place where like the Lord calls us to take every thought captive. And so to the, to the obedience of Christ Jesus, right? So taking it captive means you actually have to know what it is. You have to be able to kind of like see it and look at it and, and understand it. And then that, then you'll know exactly what's needed to capture that thought and Mm -hmm. cause your thinking to shift to obedient thinking. Uh, so yeah, that's super helpful. I'm glad Mm -hmm. you kind of walked all of us through that. I know it's going to be helpful for all our listeners as well. So one caveat, and I know we sort of said this at the beginning, if if you are someone or you're working with someone who's who the, this kind of thing is happening for them on the daily, like this is a mm-hmm. constant thing, just recognize that in the same way that like, you know, if you're if you're if your blood pressure, if you keep checking your blood pressure and it's really, really high every day, then it's probably time to go to the doctor and have yeah. him give you some advice. The same is true for something like this. It is a, it is a symptom of something, right. right? So it's important to, to see those flags and be able to say, okay, well, maybe this means I should just have a conversation with somebody who understands these things. So whether that's a professional counselor or even, you know, if you, if you wanted to start with like a pastor or, a, you know, a church leader of some sort to be able to say, I, this is happening often enough that it's interfering with my life. It's interfering with my sleep or my, you know, my habits that are good. And I, I don't want these things to, I don't want to be held captive by these yeah. things. I want to take them captive. And so that a lot of times we just need help with that. And that's, part of what it means to be a believer. We're not meant to, to do this work alone. To be be human. Absolutely. We all need help. So that's a good word. So glad you said that. Well, thank you again for joining us and we will plan to have you with us for our next episode of Council for Life. Thanks for listening to Council for Life. Want to become a friend of the podcast? Join our Patreon. Friends of the podcast receive bonus episodes each month that take a deeper dive into topics discussed and provide additional practical and personal insight from the hosts. Friends of the podcast will also be entered into monthly drawings for free resources from our sponsors. For more information, visit www.counselforlifepodcast.com. 
And as always, please like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. 